Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. All right, welcome. Today, we are going to jump in with the next little section on how to level up, how to choose your mentors so that you can level up as you are uh, looking to grow an organization. So the first piece was how do I, uh, how do I become a great salesperson, right? And so we went through a number of books, a number of pieces there. The next piece, what we're talking about here is how do I level up? How do I level up my business and scale my business? So with this said, this is where I've spent so much time over the last oh, couple of years. I still remember when Gary Keller said, your business earns the right to build out its org chart. And I started thinking, okay, if businesses lead with revenue, and it earns the right to build out its org chart. How do you do that? So we started with the first step, which is become a great salesperson. So we're going from zero to a, to a million net profit. Well, how do you do that? First, you become a darn good salesperson. I don't care if you're an agent. I don't care if you're an investor. Like, I don't care if you sell uh, laundry services. Like whatever you sell, you've got to be a good salesperson because if you're not a good salesperson, I don't care if you bake pies. I don't care how good of a baker you are. If nobody comes in your store, you're not going to sell any pies. You can be the best. If you don't sell it, you're, you're not going to work. So there's the old story, the old adage. Um, it's not an adage, but it's a story um, about the Betamax versus VHS, right? I don't know whether it's actually true or not, because it was kind of like, like before me, like it was actually going on when I was like too little to remember. But everybody said that Betamax was such a better uh, player than VHS was, but VHS sold better because they were better at getting in front of people. So the same thing's true with your business. I promise you, if you are a real estate agent, I promise you there are other real estate agents that are beating you that you're better than because of the fact that they are just better at selling. So step one, be a great salesperson. Step two, scale your business. Once you're, you're, once you're amazing at selling, right? High five, I'm awesome, yay. Once you're amazing at selling, you've got to level up your business, right? Level up what you're doing. So how do you level up? Well, today I'm going to go through a handful of books that have helped me level up like crazy. These are the books that I've spent a lot of time looking at. So the first one I'm going to, I'm going to talk about is Clockwork. It's by Michael McCowitz. He's the guy that wrote Profit First. If you never read Profit First, it's a really good book and you really need to, to check it out. So then he wrote uh, Pro, uh, Clockwork next. And the whole idea of clockwork is how do you build your business like clockwork? How do you make it go and, and go like clockwork? Well, out of all the things, and I actually need to reread the, uh, that book, but all of the things, it's, it's been, you know, like almost two years now because it was so impactful to me. 
uh, one of the things that, that impacted me the most was when he was saying that you need to take every action you do during the day, everything. You buy a sticky notepad. I'll, I'll tell you what, this right here is going to be the, worth the price of admission to this podcast or this Zoom or Facebook Live or whatever you're, wherever you're listening to. This is worth the price of admission. If you don't get this, I'll tell you, this is it right here. So you take a sticky pad and every time you do anything, write down what you did. Boom, put it on a wall. Boom, put it on a wall. At the end of, of two weeks, your wall is going to be filled with sticky pads. Then look at what you did over the last two weeks, right? You just you just have this sticky pad in your pocket and you just pull it out every time, stick it to the back of the pad, stick it to the back of the pad. And then when you're at the wall, put it all on the wall. And then you just look through there and see what all you did over the last couple of weeks. Well, when you do that, what happens is you realize that you're doing a lot of stuff that you shouldn't be doing. You know, I've got that sign that says, that I keep in my office, it says, are you in your genius zone? Are you doing the right things? So here's one of the key pieces. So before you actually start looking at your genius zone, you, you need to, I guess, one of the best ways to level up first. So again, you've got to earn the right to be in your genius zone. So you got to make enough money to be there, right? You got to do the activity. You got to do the sales to get there. Well, once, once you start leveling up, the first question to, to earn the right to live in your genius zone, the first question you, you ask yourself is, are the things I'm doing above or below my pay grade? Well, you can look at, if you work about 40 hours a week or 50 hours a week, whatever it is, I think it's like 50 hours a week, and you make $100,000 a year, your time is worth $50 an hour. So let's say you make $50,000 $50, a year, that means your time is worth $25,000, $25 an hour. Let's say you make $200,000 $200, a year, it's worth $100 an hour. So there you go. I mean, you can do the rest of the math on your own right? But you get what your dollar per hour is worth um, at that point. And once you realize where your dollar per hour is, then you can say, okay, I'm looking at my sticky notepad. I'm doing, I'm, let's talk to real estate agents. I'm filling out listing paperwork, right? I'll tell you what, if you, let's just say you make a hundred, a hundred dollars, a hundred thousand a year, is doing listing paperwork worth $50,000 or $50 an hour? I would say no. So what you can do is hire somebody at $20 an hour, part-time, a part-time assistant or a transaction coordinator or somebody else where boom, all of a sudden, all of that is off your plate because you've now hired people to come and do stuff that is lower than what your dollar per hour activity is. Here's the problem. Some people say, oh, now I got extra time. Now I can watch Oprah. I don't know if Oprah's still on, right? Now I can watch daytime TV, Days of Our Lives. Is that still on? I don't know. Um, I can watch these things during the afternoon. But a, a great business person says, now I have extra time. I can do the things that are in my dollar per hour activity, which brings us back to what is it? It's, you know, at this point, it's doing more sales, talking to more people. So you get the paperwork off your plate and you talk to more people. You know what happens? Your dollar per hour goes up. So average it. 
right? So let's say you made $100,000 a year. Well, the reality is if you made $100,000 a year, it means that it, that's the average. You were doing stuff well below $100,000 a year activity and stuff well above, and it averages out at 100. There's another, there's another principle that a lot of people talk about. It's the Pareto principle, right? The Pareto principle is the 80-20 rule, which says that 20% of your work brings you 80% of your results, right? So again, let's use the $100,000 mark. You made $100,000 last year. That means 20% of your effort brought you $80,000 last year. So let's say you work five days a week or, or average it out so that you're, you're on a five-day work week, just because just the math is easier for me. So indulge me. Um, because I know we work more than five hours or five days a week, but sometimes we work less on certain days and more on others and yada, yada, yada. But five days a week, that means if you do 20% of five is one of 50, uh, five days a week, that, that's one day, right? So in one day, you're one day a week, you're making $80,000. So what happens if you can get rid of those other four days and put them on somebody else's plate. So if you can get rid of, let's just say one day, right? So, and you hire somebody at, let's call it $45,000 a year. You have just made another $80,000 because then you spend that next day doing, doing those things that got you the 80, right? Now you're at $160,000 a year just in that stuff. And so, and you're, you've got leverage, you've got help now. Now you get three days, where you start getting more into your genius zone. And again, you find this out. If you've never done this, I'm telling you to do this. You find out what you should be doing that will get you where you need to go by writing down every activity that you do. Like literally keep that sticky notepad in your pocket and just say, okay, I took a call. Bam, take call, boom. Uh, I, I did comp research, boom. I, I wrote up an agreement. Boom. I, I put out a fire. Boom. You just write it all out and you're just putting it on the wall. Put in enough detail so that you'll remember what it was. Because if you just say, I took a call, then you don't know what kind of call, all the other stuff. What kind of call was it? Why were they calling? What were you doing? How long were you on it? All that stuff like that. So that you can, you can break it down and then get into your genius zone, get into your 20%. And, uh, and honestly, it ends up getting better than 20% as you really learn the genius zone is like that 5%. And then you get everything else off your plate. I'll tell you, the more I started getting into my genius zone, the more my in income went up. Um, I I'll, I'll tell you when I went, when I, when I went from like just over half a million a year to breaking the million mark uh, in net profit uh, over a, a couple year period, the complete 100% reason why that happened was where we more than doubled our income was because I started doing the things I should have been doing and I stopped doing things I shouldn't have been doing. So that's, that's clockwork, right? That's the whole idea behind it. Um, one of the other books that I don't talk about a lot, and, and I think it's really, really important here, is there's a book called Built to Sell. And so Built to Sell, um, you know, I'll, I'll just tell you, most real estate agent businesses and most investment businesses are not sellable ventures, 
right? Because they're built around your pretty face, right? You got your pretty face on it, but what happens if you sell? Your pretty face isn't there anymore and then it falls apart. So the whole idea behind built to sell is stop making it about your pretty face, right? I, I know you want to put your face on a bench or on a bus or something like that, but it doesn't matter. Like you got to get yourself out of it. You are going to be a bottleneck. So the whole idea behind built to sell, it's it's an interesting book. If you've read the E-Myth, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, it was the E-Myth kind of goes into that whole pie maker idea where you get into business to make pies, but you realize it's all the other stuff that's required of business that saps you of your energy. The whole idea with built to sell is that you have so many things to add, so many things that you can bring to the world. And, and if you are doing the wrong things, it's going to sack you of your energy. And then you're going to build this conglomeration of, of things that you do that's, that nobody would ever want to sell, where you'll, you'll always have a job, you'll always have a system, you'll never be able to leave. I'll tell you, my, uh, one of my good buddies, he's in a mastermind, there's, there's six of us in this mastermind, and he had a goal in 2019 to leave, to leave his business for the whole year. He could have uh, a quick phone conversation every week and he timed, he timed how much time he worked in his business and he has a retail real estate business, right? So he has a business that is, is one that is very hard for people to say, hey, this is, this is a retail, this is a saleable business. And he actually sold his business uh, since then. But in 2019, he left the business, just went on vacation the whole year. He worked 16 hours in the business, 16 hours, like in all of 2019. He, his net profit was just under a million dollars. So he took home almost seven figures and he worked 16 hours. Tell me that's not a great dollar per hour activity. Well, that's that whole idea. If you've never read uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Quadrant, that's that whole idea where you go from job um, to a small business owner over to a business owner where you have a business that does not require your input or your effort in order to make money, in order to survive, in order to function. They actually grew while he was gone because he put the right people and the right processes in place. So with that said, that the cash flow quadrant is a really good book. Um, the whole idea behind it is that you need to have a business um, or be an investor that brings in money rather than you trading your time for dollars. All right. Boom. Next book that we're going to look at. Uh, so we talked about built to sell just, just now. Next book that we're going to look at is um, Who Not How. And this goes back to my friend's um, piece, which is, it, it's really interesting because the idea here is that it's not just about systems, um, that systems are not the only piece here. So you look at McDonald's, right? McDonald's has built a billion dollar industry on six with 16 year olds that don't have a high school degree because they're told, hey, don't think about how to make a number one. If you wanna make a number one, you put it on for this long, right? It goes on two minutes on the grill here. You flip it over, 30 seconds on the grill on the other side. Take, I don't know how long it goes on the grill. I've never worked at McDonald's, but you get what I'm saying. And 
whether you're in Virginia or whether you're in California, a number one is a number one is a number one, no matter where you go. Although I did hear that uh, from my cousin who's stationed in Japan, that they use different kind of meat in Japan, like higher quality meat, because the Japanese folks won't don't want the uh, the meat that you have here in the in the States where I think it starts off as a powder and you you add water and it turns into like burger patties or whatever it was. Um, but but a number one is a number one. And so <clears throat> so with it, um, the whole idea is that you create a system that anybody can step into, whether whether they're a 16 year old with a high school degree without a high school degree or whether it's somebody with a doctorate um, from Johns Hopkins. Right. It doesn't matter. They can step in and they can do the process and you don't need massive talent. Well, Dan Sullivan in his book, Who Not How, says kind of a little bit of the opposite, but it's not really. It's more of the both and, right? He says that if you get the right who, you don't have to create the system because they're going to create the system because they're going to know the how, right? So for me, the interesting thing was I spent, so, and I'll tell you, again, I gave you the one thing with clockwork that was with the press of admission. If you are a business owner, I'm about to give you a what I would say is the price of admission right here. This is like my nugget that that has stuck with me over the last few months that I've just been thinking about so much that I think is just so crazy. So if you're a business owner, maybe this won't speak to you like it spoke to me, but man, this really spoke to me. The whole idea in Who Not How uh, was the idea that I always think about the who's that I need in my life, right? So I'm like, oh man, I am really good at, at pitching vision. I'm really good with massive energy. I'm really good at strategic relationships, but I'm not that great at making things pretty, at implementing, at, at doing the, the real nitty gritty work. That's not what I'm good at. So I need to find people like that. Well, here was the big aha is that I need to find that who, but when you realize that that who needs their who as well, and that they're built in a way where they're good at making things pretty. They're good at, at kind of cleaning up the mess of the rainmaker, of the big thinker, of the guy that says, let's go massive and perfect action. And they say, okay, well, let's let's perfect this. Um, you know, let's put this airplane together while we're flying. Um, they need the who that's going to make the airplane get in the air, right? Because without the Wright brothers saying, hey, you know what? I'm just going to jump on this plane and let's let's hope it works. Um, you know, the, the, the next, the next generation of people that start perfecting that stuff would have never been around. And so what was so instrumental to me was realizing that, that the who's that I need also need a who that looks like me. Right. And so you go from a place where you, you don't feel like you're using other people, you know, I hear success through others. But here's the other thing. This is the, the, the idea, you know, Keller Williams used to always say that. And I hated that term because I was like, oh, it makes me feel like I'm using people. Like I don't ever want to use people. I always want the win-win. Well, what was so exciting to me was when I realized, I'm like, it's not success through others. It's success with others. Like that's, that's how you build a great organization is success with others because they need, yeah, they need you as much as you need them. You are their who, where they don't need to have the how of how to get the airplane in the air, right? They just need to make it pretty and get it right, like 
fix the systems, make the systems work. And again, I'm speaking from my personality profile. And you need somebody, you need them. So together you get that synergy, you get that rocket fuel. Well, what about when you get further down the road? Like we talked about the, the paperwork, right? Those people that are doing your paperwork need somebody to make the paperwork happen for them to be able to have their job, right? I do not take it lightly, the fact that I've got, I think it's something like almost 50 people that their whole, them and their families, like they depend on me pointing the way for everybody saying, this is where we're going. This is where we want to go. This is what we're doing. And I don't take that lightly. I say, okay, how can I serve these people? How can I make their lives better, right? They all depend on me doing a good job here. And all of their lives are, are hopefully going to be better because of the job that I do. So again, that's who, not how. Next, Scrum. The book is called Scrum, How to Do Twice the Work in Half the Time. That sounds awesome, right? Scrum. So the whole idea with Scrum, it also fits in with uh, the next book. So I'm going to just actually package these together because I think they're really good together. It's called The 12-Week Year. And the whole idea is that you create these quarterly, these what they call it is a sprint, right? You create these sprints, these times where you are working on whatever your rock is. And again, EOS Traction, which is another book that we're going to be talking about here. You take whatever your rock is and you uh, your, your quarterly rocks and you make a sprint to get it done, right? You say, okay, what do I need here to get this stuff done? And then you figure it out and then you, uh, you, you run after it. You say, this is what I have to do this quarter. So actually my, my director of operations called me earlier today and we just had a conversation. He's like, all right, I'm working on um, the, the rest of the Q3 rocks here. And one of them is uh, one thing that we've never really had a good grasp on is how many appointments we plan to set in a quarter, right? Um, we look at, we're looking at stuff, but we're not saying quarterly appointments for our agents. How many are we setting for the agents? And so I was like, dang, that's, that's a great rock. Um, and so that's what he's working on. And he's, and so we started boiling down different lead sources, like what we should expect, what we should hold people to, how we're going to hold them accountable for it, like all of the different pieces there. And so we started setting uh, appointment lead pillars um, with our rocks and the scrum is you're, you're sprinting to get it in place, right? You're split, sprinting to get that piece in place so that you can say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm done here. Like this is, this is what I've done. And, and then you've built a piece of your business that is a system that, that can be used over and over again, right? You're, you're building your system for your number one. Well, then, then you got to build your system for your quarter pounder with cheese. Well, then you got to build your system for your chicken nuggets. And then you're, you get what I'm saying, right? Boom. All right. So that's, that is the whole idea behind that. So we are now, man, I've got a couple other things I really would like to talk about on scaling because this right here has been where I've been spending a lot of my time is how to have success with others, not through others. And um, yeah, there's, Anyway, uh, we're going to send out an email uh, next week on whether we're going to uh, continue on this this piece of the topic or whether we're going to move to the next uh, the next piece on going from zero to seven figures. But hopefully, this is helpful for you all. You guys, 
Um, if there's anything I can do for you all, please feel free to reach out to us. My, my Instagram is at Cradrock, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K. Stupid old high school nickname, not my last name, but Cradrock. Yeah, make fun of me for it, but I embrace it and I love it. Um, what I said, I've said, and I've done actually uh, a couple of these is if anybody gives us a five-star review for our Redux group and gives us a five-star review for our podcast, uh, hit me up on Instagram and I will do a half hour coaching session with you. Um, no strings attached. I will not upsell you on anything. I will not push anything else on you, except I will kick your butt a little bit, make you have to think bigger. That's the only string that's attached is you have to think bigger when we're done talking. Um, but if you give me a five-star review on the podcast and give us a five-star review on our Redux group, uh, real estate team, happy to jump on a half hour coaching session with you and uh, help and serve any way there. With that said, guys, I hope this was helpful. Go kick butt, take names, make things happen today. Make it an awesome day. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com.